Sales coaching with the dependable asshole, Viv Gordon. As a background, uh, you sell a lot in rural Florida. Uh, you sell a lot in um, communities that are very different from the one that you come from, very different from the one that you currently live in. You are an immigrant born in England, raised in Jamaica, who emigrated to immigrated to the United States in the 80s. And you sell to a lot of people who are very, very different from you people who do not share uh, a lot of your experiences. But somehow, not only do these people work with you, not only do these people buy products and services from you, but a lot of these people have fantastic working relationships with you, uh, and, and some of them become your friends. How do you build that sort of rapport and relationship with people all over, uh, all over the state, um, and you've done it in every field you've worked in, in different states, New York to Florida, uh, worked in Georgia before, um, finance, now technology. How do you do that? One word, authenticity. People can tell a fake. And a lot of us, again, what Sai just alluded to in the last chapter about hacking or different hack, sales hacks, where we try to take on personas that are not ours. Our customers, just like um, I am a fan of comedians or a fan of comedy, the great comics are authentic. You cannot take on somebody else's style and succeed. I've gone into rural Florida, and those have become my best customers. I don't try to affect a southern accent. I don't try to pretend to be into the outdoors or into um, hunting or fishing. I am totally myself. And my customers and I just genuinely enjoy each other. And we celebrate our differences, but we also have a lot of commonalities. The easiest way to fail in sales is to try to be somebody you're not. You try to mirror the a Viv Gordon. There's only one Viv Gordon, and you can't sell the way Viv Gordon does. That's also a challenge for young salespeople. And don't be, don't get impatient. Take the time to find your voice, to find the way you would sell. And it's going to take you a little while, but once you've figured that out, just be your authentic self. People can smell a fraud a mile off. Don't try to be somebody else. Don't try to sell the way one of these uh, hacks, as we are calling them, uh, some of the, they have, a lot of them are not just hacks. They have good intentions, but that methodology won't work for you. So you have to find your method that is going to succeed with your customer and you're going to be comfortable in your own skin. I'm trying my best to, to figure out how to do that, how to 
how how I need to speak on the phone, how I need to write my emails, how I need to interact with people face to face. And going back to something that you've talked about often with the grind and making sure that your activity is high, that stuff helps uh, more than anything. You know, you, you call it authenticity, but maybe we can also call it comfort. And the more comfortable you are with what it is you're doing in regards to selling, the more comfortable you are with what it is you are selling, the more comfortable you are with yourself in those environments doing what you're doing, maybe that can help you get to that state of authenticity. Uh, there are a lot of people who have talked about, you know, we listen, you and I listen to a lot of sales books, uh, audio books, all that sort of stuff. And they often talk about knowing what it is you're doing so that you can be confident in what it is that you're doing. Believe in what you're selling. Say that again. Believe in what you're selling. So we can talk about the mechanics and we've been talking about the process and the grind. But also, if you're not passionate about what you're selling, if you don't believe in it, I'm not going to sell something that I wouldn't buy myself or that I don't have any confidence in. So, again, that lends to the authenticity. It lends to my comfort level. I'm selling you the best products. And I always tell my customers, when I have customers who want to purchase from me based on price, I'm not, I'm, I, my product or my solution is not for you. Because if we're going to get into a price war or a price cutting, I can't give you the value that you're going to need. When you need someone 24-7 to pick up the phone, then I can't give you the cut rate solution. And I can't sell, and I will not sell a cut rate solution. And I've had people who we can part on very friendly terms. No, I cannot do that pricing for you. I do apologize. That's way below what I could sell this product to you for and give you the best support. So you have to sell a product that you're totally and solutions that you're totally comfortable with, that you yourself would purchase. If you don't do that, you're going to have a problem with your comfort level and the authenticity. So that authenticity, that comfort, that confidence... It again comes back to one, knowledge of self, two, knowledge of your product, and three, comfort in those spaces and with what you're doing. And, yeah. and you also mentioned that, that passion or faith that you have in the product that you're selling. Uh, it can be challenging to be authentic with something that you don't believe in. How would you be able to, how can you be authentic in your sales pitch when you don't believe in the product? that you're selling. So that's another challenge. You know, you, these are a lot of, there are a lot of moving pieces to each sale and to selling and to you succeeding in selling. But if you want to find and pursue that success, it, it does require fine tuning all of those things. That's why you want to take the four to six months that we mentioned when we were talking about the, the myth of, of sales hacking. That four to six months isn't just to build up a pipeline. It isn't just to build up a funnel. It isn't just to uh, uh, figure out, you know, who you're going to target and how to market to them. It's about doing all of these things, figuring out if your product actually has value, figuring out how you want to present and market your product, getting comfortable with the rejection, 
getting comfortable with uh, how you present on the phone, how you present in person, how you send your emails. I mean, I now I don't have to spend four to six hours writing a bad email. I can spend 30 minutes to an hour working on a good email. But that just comes from rep- repetition, repetition, repetition. So as we basically you just beat yourself down and, and mold until you can mold yourself into what it is you're comfortable being. Is that fair? That is. And let's just talk. We talked about the four to six months um, grind, but let's take a step back. If you have committed to a job, a sales job, and you go in and you find out that the company is dishonest or the product is less than um, the best, don't stick to that. Quit while you're ahead. Because, again, if you don't feel confident in that product or you don't have confidence in the company you're representing, bail out quickly. You don't need four to six months to figure that out. You can pretty much figure that out within a few days or a few weeks tops. So when we talk about that four to six month grind, you found what you think is a fit for you. Uh, for your knowledge base, because if you're going to sell real estate, you would at least have had done some research, figured out that market. This is what I want to do. I understand um, the market that I'm selling in. I understand the customers, um, the buyers that I want to reach. I know this particular uh, field. I feel comfortable that I can maximize sales in this particular area. If you want to sell cars, you would have at least had some knowledge about the market, what uh, type of cars you want to sell, who you want to sell to. But if you're going to sell a product that you don't have the confidence in or a company, you're going to represent a company that you have, once you've been hired, you realize that they're less than honest or that their their products are not the best, then do not sell that product. You're not going to be able to sleep at night. And again, this is just part of the process of getting comfortable. You know, I don't know if we, I can't remember if we've talked about that desperation and how that desperation comes off, but it's sort of like, you know, I, I was Let's talking, talk about it. I was talking to mom about a friend I had in undergrad who you know, she had, she struggled with her self-esteem and a lot of the guys that were attracted to her and that would approach her were those creeps that could just smell, to, for, for lack of a better phrase, that could smell sadness on her. Was there ever a time where you felt desperate or you felt like maybe you gave off that, that desperation or have you always found a way to present confidence to your prospects? That's a good question. I'm thinking about it. For lack of sounding arrogant. I can't think of a time that I've felt desperate or I've showed it. Um, no, I can't think. Because again, once my funnel is built, when I, if I lose a deal, I have one or two that I can replace it with. And I never reach out to my customer in desperation. Of course, I follow up. You want to be diligent and your customers want you to be diligent. But the begging for the sale, no, not going to do that. Because I'm going to maximize 
every sale that I have. I'm going to treat that sale like it's the last one I'll ever make. So I'm going to maximize it. I make sure I give the customer the best solution and the best products that I can. And I also, of course, I'm in a for-profit business, so I make sure that I've left no stone unturned, but I'm not going to be desperate. And there's sometimes, as much as it uh, saddens me, or uh, I won't say depresses me, but I hate to walk away from a sale, and I don't do that very often, but there are occasions where I know we don't have a meeting of the minds, and it might be a Maybe a year later, the customer will come back around, but I'm not going to make a deal in desperation. And I found desperate people do desperate things. And if you've built your funnel, you will have stuff that you are uh, accounts or deals that you can go to. And that's why I stress doing the work. So as a recap, we've sort of... The overarching theme of the, the episode has been authenticity, but the bits and pieces of authenticity are confidence, comfort with yourself, with your product, with your company or the organization you're working with representing, knowledge of yourself. Um, you know, we also talked about having that sort of confidence in what you're doing, what you're selling. Um, and your position, you know, as far as your pipeline, what opportunities you have coming your way. So you're not coming off as desperate. You're not chasing after an opportunity because you're not going to be able to pay the rent if you get it. You chase an opportunity because you want that opportunity. You chase a prospect because you want the prospect, but you're not desperate. You know, you want to be able to exude confidence and you may have to fake it till you make it till you get that confidence but you don't want to pretend to be somebody that you're not. And that's a, there's a fine line in that. That may not sound, that may come off weird or may not sound uh, like, it, it sounds contradictory, but there's a difference between being uh, fake and faking confidence. Don't be a fake person. Be your best self, but if you have to fake confident until you get confident, do that. But again, give yourself the opportunity over that four to six month period being active, doing your outreach, making your calls, sending your emails and going out in person, make your mistakes, figure out how it is you want to present yourself, what it is you're getting from, you're giving to your prospects and your clients through your product or your organization, figure out who you are and how you want to sell. Sales coaching with the dependable asshole, Viv Gordon.